Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Marvel's Agents of Mace. Today, we're going to be discussing top five Marvel movies, bottom five Marvel movies, and we'll be discussing a show that kind of popped up out of nowhere. Uh, so you'll have to wait till the end to find out about that, though. Won't give it away. Um, today with me, I have Elisa and Luke, and I don't really know who wants to go first. Uh, but we can just kind of jump in. I have a question before we, we dive in. Oh, sure. Because this was really bothering me since I, I had to miss the last episode. Were y'all as frustrated as I was that they didn't actually introduce Ragnarok? Yes. In regards with the character, because when the when they announced it, that's all I was thinking is, holy crap, we are going to get a movie with Thor versus Ragnarok. Yes. Which essentially is the clone of Thor. So you're basically going to see <laughs> Thor fight Thor. Because that was such a big part in Civil War. If you look at the book, that you know that was when, uh, I believe, I don't know if that's when Ragnarok was introduced. We can fact check that. But I do know that Ragnarok was on one of the teams and you see them fight. And I was really hyped for that. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So uh, we can, again, we'll, we'll fact check it. But I'm, as, I'm pretty sure Ragnarok was created by uh, Mr. Fantastic. Correct. And, yeah, and as a way to combat Thor, because Thor was on the other side mm-hmm. of the thing, so it was kind of their way of being like, "Well, we have a Thor too." Um, but I, when that movie was coming out, I had a moment where I was like, "Oh, how cool would it be if Ragnarok shows up and we do get to see like Thor fight robot Thor, basically?" But since it didn't come up in civil war and it didn't really seem like they were going to get the fantastic four. It would be weird to introduce him in some other way. So, I mean, maybe we'll get him eventually, but I don't, I don't know. I, I felt like by the time the movie came out, I wasn't super thinking he was going to show up. So it wasn't a surprise that he didn't. (laughs) Yeah. One surprise here, but it was one of those like big wish list items. I'd be curious to see if like they would want to do a series on that. But anyway, I know we're kind of steering off topic here, but like when we had initially talked about this, that's all I was thinking about. <laughs> this is what I wanted to talk about because um, that was such a big moment for me. I still like love the film, um, but you know that was like one of those like, oh, this would be so awesome if this is what we get. <laughs> if only, if only, if only, if only. <laughs> Come on, Marvel, you can do it. <laughs> I, you know, they're getting more properties. They're mm-hmm. buying more stuff. As much as people say, like, don't let Disney be a monopoly, it's like, nah, let them be a monopoly. <laughs> and then they'll own everything and we don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Thor versus Harry Potter in five years. Oh, man. I'd watch that. <laughs> oh, someone, uh, oh, if someone was like, please give us uh, Spider Man in the Invincible series on Prime, that would be great. Because if you've not seen the show, like the animation does kind of resemble uh, the uh, one of the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it would fit in perfectly, and I think that would be honestly that'd be kind of rad if <laughs> if you just have Peter Parker just shows up like, "Hey guys, what you doing? <laughs> oh, you got powers? That's so cool. What are you fighting?" <laughs> yeah, but I want Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Oh yeah, if like they could do that. Super fanboy Peter Parker. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about you guys. <laughs> it was Tom Holland's birthday this week, and Anthony Mackie posted, Happy 14th birthday, Tom Holland. <laughs> 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 totally missed that one. Oh, I didn't even dive into that. All I was obsessed with on that was film Twitter were on the edge of their seats because I think everyone expected we were going to get a teaser for No Way Home on Tom Holland's birthday. And so, so many people were like up late at night the night before, like not making threatening things, but it was just kind of like, come on, like, don't, don't let us down. Like we need to get this trailer. I'm going to go crazy. And, mm-hmm. and so of course we didn't get it. And then today it's like, are we going to get it today? <laughs> and they're just basically flooding Twitter with like gifts of Tom Holland. <laughs> I think we'll get it with Black Widow. Yeah. That would make yeah, that would make the most sense for sure. Um ooh, unless they do something with Loki, it would be kind of cool. That'd be a surprise. Um but but we, even with they just if you saw the image uh the other day, they uh um Chris Hemsworth posted an image for wrapping up um filming right for Thor, the next Thor film. I think they finished filming. So It'd probably be too early. It would be so cool if we got some little tease from Loki for the next Thor film. That would make a little bit more sense, but maybe too early for that. I was going to say, we got the very, very first uh, video of Loki when they had been filming for literally like two weeks because they had that um, Super Bowl mm-hmm. spot that had uh, the mm-hmm. little clip of WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then they showed, granted, it was about three seconds. <laughs> Of footage, sure. but they still had just a tiny bit of Loki, and I completely flipped and screamed. And my husband was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> I see. I am super on board with Loki being, or these not even just Loki, but like these Disney series being a catalyst for expanding the MCU. So, you know, I think Luke, I think you posted on facebook the meme that was like um like marvel saying that you know uh we're not gonna get other spider-men it's just that's not gonna happen (laughs) and then it was it was like everyone else and so that's that's what i keep thinking too Mm -hmm. especially because both of them both andrew and um toby toby yeah toby mcguire both of them have like said like no no we're not doing anything and it's like i mean that doesn't sound like you're not doing anything that sounds like you are doing something so i could see them showing up maybe in loki if they don't want to make them show up like if there's if they really are saying they're not going to be in no way home i could see them maybe putting them in Loki so that it's like on the side, it's fan service enough for all of us that are like more Spider-Man, more Spider-Man. <laughs> but it's also, they don't have to expand on it. They could just be like mm-hmm. Loki's flying through time and space. And he passes through these two other universes where there are mm-hmm. spider people. And that's that. Very interesting. You know, I didn't even like look into this, you know, with the whole, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like what starts the Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. What's the origin of that? Does Is Loki, could that be the end of Loki? Is he's doing whatever he does, time hopping creates this Multiverse of Madness? And right. That's what leads into Doctor Strange. I mean, all of that would make sense. It would be super cool to see, um, for sure. That was something that the head writer seemed to be kind of hinting at because the... Um, mm-hmm. The head writer of Loki is the same guy who wrote the screenplay for Multiverse of Madness, a guy named Michael Waldron. And he said in some of this press that they've been doing that the Multiverse of Madness, he said, might, might be about cleaning up some of the messes that Loki makes in his series. And it would make a lot of sense if he's jumping through different timelines and possible universes in his show, then it would make sense for Doctor Strange to be... (laughs) working with uh, Wanda to try to get mm-hmm. things back on track. Yeah. Yeah. So just give us, could be. Just give us a, we just need Matt Murdock and Loki. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. In that, I, I feel like, like how, how much do we as fans have to say it? Like, look, Disney, you Marvel made these other shows 
that were in the same universe as the movies and then were just essentially abandoned. They were like, no, no, forget it. But it's like, ah, oh, but they were part of it. The same with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, granted, that show got weird by the end. It was still like, you know, the first season, they're showing clips from Avengers. They've got Phil Coulson in it the whole time. So you're like, why, why are you working so hard to separate yourself from these things that you've mm-hmm. already basically shown us are in the same universe? Mm-hmm. So with this multiverse of madness, this is giving us a chance, same with this Loki show, to at least tie in those other properties and be like, oh, hey, remember this? Everybody everybody wanted to see Matt Murdock. Here he is. Loki popped into his office on accident. Mm, right. There's Matt Murdock. There's Foggy. And then he went next door and Jessica Jones punched him and then he went to another universe. Like, <laughs> I don't know, just like give it to us like this is your chance to give it to us without having any like strings attached because Mm -hmm. they can just be like loki made all these timelines and then in multiverse of madness dr strange comes and cinches all the timelines back into one Mm -hmm. and we never we never have to see those alternate timelines again but at least they acknowledged them yeah so I don't know if either of you are familiar with uh, Boss Logic. Um, not to get confused with Logic, the musician. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I usually share a lot of his stuff. But this guy, he's just he's just an artist, and you know most of all the stuff he made is starting out is just like things that he would want to see, as like if they take this anime or this this superhero or this the show and modernize it so he started doing all that well that got the attention so i know he has worked with i believe marvel and dc on some things so he shares like all of these crazy images that would show like he did one recently where you could like it was from the viewpoint of looking down a puddle but you see matt murdoch's cane but in the reflection of the puddles you see spider-man swinging so he teases like all of these things. And granted, most of them are just like fan stuff, but some of these lead into something real. So I wouldn't sleep on that because, you know, a lot of a lot of his stuff that people thought were just fan based ended up being like actual like posters for right. Marvel or for DC. Like I think with when the DC world he got in with Shazam and uh Black Adam coming up. He's doing okay. a lot of uh, promotional things for that. I can't remember what he's done with Marvel. It may have been he may have did things with Daredevil. I can't remember 100%. He's done a lot of stuff Loki-related, but I don't know if that was all fan. Like, just from him being a fan, you know? Right. Well, I mean, that would be cool. We don't really know a whole lot about No Way Home. I mean, yeah. I feel like... I can't, I can't even tell you what I think, where I think this movie would begin. Um, I think it needs to begin that it's going to be a three-plus-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but also I just feel like Spider-Man is such like a rich vein for them to mine, like the Sinister Six. I mean, that's six big villains right off the bat that Spider-Man has. And then they Mm -hmm. all form together to make their own villain group that also tries to beat him up. And it's like, well, what are we doing? Like, why, why aren't, why aren't there more Spider-Man movies slated or at least like. I don't know, give us like a a villain a movie. Sure. But it's like if the the William Defoe thing is true, at this point I'm just like, if that's true, just go ahead and put Tom Hardy's <laughs> uh venom in this. Well, and they like, own that, right? Yeah. The next yeah. Venom movie will be a Disney movie. Um correct? no, I think it's still part of like a Sony Disney partnership. Okay. Yeah. But I think they've said they're not. I think they have full intention of trying to do a movie with these two characters together, Tom Holland and and Hardy. Okay, which would be really interesting. Yeah, but at, at this point with No Way Home, like, why not? <laughs> yeah, if yeah. everyone else is supposed to be in this, <laughs> minus Gwen, minus Gwen Stacy, who that she said <laughs> she basically said a hard no, like, no, I'm not in that. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she's just a really good actress. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from the the other actor that uh, played um, 
goblin. Franco? Oh, and what's his what's his name? James Franco? Or do you no, mean do you yeah. well, not, from well the, James you Franco mean, would be cool, but I'm talking about from the, the Andrew Spider-Man. Garfield one. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know that guy's name. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Be curious to see if he made an appearance. Because they already said what Rhino and um, Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm telling you, they're they're keeping us in the dark in the best way and in the worst way. But but uh-huh. we kind of know like all of these people are going to get like a total of like three to five seconds each. Oh yeah. Well, and yeah. we know that in in like the month before the movie comes out, all of this is going to be leaked, and. <sighs> I think that'll be based on Holland. Holland just can't take any more of the cracks. (laughs) He just uploads the script. (laughs) Well, we (laughs) we went on a little bit of a tangent to start, but uh, we will go go into a we'll we'll start with top five, um, top five Marvel movies, and I guess we'll just go one at a time, and then. Um, kind of discuss a little bit more about like why those movies are in our top five because uh, if I remember correctly we have a lot of uh, spillover with each other yeah Um, so for my top five movies number one has to be Guardians of the Galaxy for me I felt like it opened up a brand new or like a whole new world of superhero cinema um so that's that's probably my number one. Ragnarok's number two, which I feel like wouldn't have been the way that it was without Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's kind of like a follow-up of that. Uh, Endgame is my number three because, oh my gosh, everyone in the Marvel Universe is in one movie together. Uh, Black Panther's my number four because that is just a great movie. So many good characters. The plot is amazing. I loved that whole movie. My last one is Ant-Man, which I know may be a hot take because I know a lot of people didn't like Ant-Man, but Paul Rudd is so funny. (laughs) And I feel like funny Ant-Man is the best because in the comics, Ant-Man is like not funny. (laughs) I don't know that he's not supposed to be funny, but I don't know. He's just kind of like blah. He's Ant-Man. He comes in, he turns into a tiny guy and then he turns big. Like, I don't know. There's no like thing with ant-man so them making ant-man like funny there's like the giant ant like i I just i loved that movie i thought it was a lot of fun they did a lot of cool things with it they probably saw that and knew like we've got to give personality here (laughs) yeah 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 ant-man's highest on like it's not it's not my top but it's up there on my list i enjoy ant-man well you want to go next luke yeah, I can go next. Um, I'll just go based off of what we shared. So, like, for me, the top is uh, a combo with Infinity War and Endgame because I just I just think it's fantastic. I mean, this is the conclusion of all of these characters that we spent many, 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 many years with. So we're already invested in all of these characters, the actors, the story. Um, this is, you know the whole Thanos infinity gauntlet saga. So yeah, it's just a fantastic conclusion. Um, after that for me, it's civil war. I just really love civil war. This is the intro we get to see with Spider-Man. Uh, we got to see black Panther as well. So you're getting a taste of new characters. You're also getting this internal conflict. And this is one of those biggest moments where like, if they goofed on this, it could really hurt everything but they got it right. And that's just what makes it very, very special. Next up is Iron Man. I mean, Iron Man is what really started it. Robert Downey Jr. is just fantastic. Iron Man overall is just, I can rewatch that film. It's, it's so rewatchable. I definitely watch that one at least twice a year. Uh, then after that, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Similar notes to you. I mean, this just opened up. This was something I was... I had a big question mark on because I wasn't familiar with these characters. And when I heard the premise, I was just like, Ooh, this could be really weird and just fell in love with it. Like this was just, these characters are incredible. And then, uh, after that is the winter soldier. Cause I think winter winter soldier, I think people view the winter soldiers like the empire strikes back. 
of the whole MCU. Um, so many fans really pro- really praise this film. So many put this as like the number one on their list. And I think that's how they view it is like this is a solid film. Captain America is at the best. Winter Soldier bringing him back was just an incredible moment. So really fun film. All right, Elisa. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like you guys are saying, we have a lot of overlap. My number one was Thor Ragnarok. Um, and whenever I was putting my list together, I had to think about how I felt like the very first time I saw all the movies in the MCU. And with Ragnarok, not only does it have like a very different feel than I think any other one of the Marvel movies. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is probably closest, but I think it's very, very individual. But I remember walking out of the theater thinking, I need to tell everybody I know to go watch that movie. (laughs) Because it was so great. It was so weird and funny. And of course, you know, I I love that particular set of characters a lot. Um, So I had to give that one the edge over my number two, which was an Infinity War endgame double feature i can't separate them into two movies i'm sorry it's one story there's just there was a really long one-year intermission (laughs) (laughs) but that one uh there's not another i guess two movies uh in the marvel universe that matched those for spectacle and character moments and it would be so easy for those to feel bloated or overlong or just ridiculous and they don't. It's some kind of miracle that they were able to pull off these two movies with this many characters, this many plot points, and providing a satisfying conclusion to the, I, I don't even know how many movies <laughs> led up to it. I don't have time to count. It's just, it was kind of a tough call between uh, one and two. But again, I, I had to give Ragnarok that edge. Uh, number three, uh, picked Civil War uh, for same reasons that you guys were saying um it's another fun one where we get everybody kind of together we get our uh first experience with tom holland as spider-man which is a really big highlight of that one um number four was avengers for me i mean it's another one i had to think okay back in the day first time you saw avengers what'd you walk out of that theater feeling like and like it was so awesome they were all finally together and I, I will admit here in front of you nice people i was dreading avengers for the longest time because uh, whenever we talk about my number five film here in a minute i was so on board with the characters that i knew would be in the avengers except for maybe ones i wasn't that familiar with like i didn't really know that much about captain america before uh, these movies started coming out uh but he sounded really dorky. I was afraid it was going to be like... <laughs> I was afraid it was going to be like the MCU's version of Superman, which I guess in some ways he kind of is. Um, but that bothered me. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be such a drag. There's no way they're going to be able to pull this off. And then they did. <laughs> and by that point, I had seen all of them. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love Captain America. I'm so excited to see him. <laughs> um, but my number five was uh, Iron Man. Uh, and... That's because uh, (laughs) I remember whenever they first announced that they were going to have a separate Marvel studio and be releasing movies based on the comic books. And I was like, and the first one they're doing is Iron Man? What? And then they also announced that, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was playing him. And at that point of my life, I'm sorry, past Elisa was an idiot. (laughs) I mostly knew Robert Downey Jr. for going to prison while he was on Ally McPeel. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not know what a talented and charismatic actor he was. I just was like, okay, they are really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But that first week, whenever it came out and it made like $80 million, I was like, maybe it's pretty good. And so I went like the second week that it was out and it blew my mind. It was so good. Like it had really good action beats, really good humor. I walked out of there fully in love with Robert Downey Jr., (laughs) which has not since (laughs) abated in any way. I went and saw Incredible Hulk later that summer because it had that two-minute Robert Downey Jr. cameo in it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that was the one that started all. I was like, okay, they might actually have something here. And I, I still really like that one. I think it holds up well. We watched it again um, several weeks ago together because Mason was like, oh, that's going to be bad. We're going to make fun of it. And we didn't because <laughs> it's still a really fun movie. Yeah. I I will always be a little bit I mean I really like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk mm-hmm. but I will always be a little bit bummed that 
they they like shoehorned this Edward mm-hmm. Norton Bruce Banner in <laughs> to the MCU and then immediately were like, no, never mind. Norton must be difficult. <laughs> Clearly. I, I've looked into the, some of the stories around that. I know we're kind of steering off topic again, <laughs> but I I like the Incredible Hulk. I like it. If, if you're a fan of the Hulk, they did a great job setting up like major villains for the Hulk mm-hmm. that they have not really gone back and done anything Tim with. Tim Nelson. So, yeah. <laughs> so may, maybe there's still, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the Hulk moving forward because the Hulk has some cool villains that they've not really tapped deep into. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it is it is weird to me that we, you know, we have three Iron Man movies, but we don't have a single Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm curious around that. I wonder. Yeah, I'm curious about Give that. Give him an MCU show. Yeah. Yeah, Planet, <laughs> just do a Planet Hulk and make it a show. <laughs> I'd watch that more Korg. I yeah. <laughs> Let Taika Waititi do the show, and it be Planet Hulk. Oh there oh yes, please. <laughs> Shoot it like a mockumentary. Oh my gosh, that would be the best. <laughs> uh, well, so it's really easy to talk about good marvel movies uh i know there are people out there that don't like comic book movies but whatever you're probably not listening to this podcast so and they're wrong it doesn't matter yeah they are (laughs) (laughs) um but i feel like marvel does such a good job at making these movies that are not just fun but they're also visually interesting and i think that's one of the things that i really liked about uh civil war like you said, it was one of those movies where like we're getting to see a actual conflict that would happen if there were really superheroes. We're getting to see how this conflict is affecting people worldwide. And there's just constantly something going on. So you're never getting bored even when they're boring you with the details, which is what I think they then did again for Infinity War and... Uh, Endgame, where, yes, it would be a large chunk of your day to sit down and watch those movies back to back. But if you did, I don't know that there would be a point where you would be like, oh, like, okay, I'm going to go get a drink or I'm going to go to the bathroom or something. Because it is like there's always something happening that's getting your attention. At, or at least the like lower moments of the movie are still interesting enough or important enough to draw you in. So it's like, okay, I got to stick here. I got to watch this whole thing without moving. But having said all that, now comes the difficult part. What are your bottom five Marvel movies? And uh, we'll go in reverse order. So we'll start with you, Elisa. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll start with number five. <laughs> I work my way up to the worst slash number one. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> my number five was Captain Marvel. And I, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying any of these are bad movies. I'm just saying they're maybe not as good as the others, or I could have I can see them going in a different direction and maybe being a little bit better. Uh, in the case of Captain Marvel, it could have been a lot of fun. And I mean, they're, they're, it wasn't like devoid of fun but i mean come on we had nick fury in the 90s we had a lady superhero who hangs out with aliens it should have to me felt more like a guardians of the galaxy or something like that than it did and like again don't get me wrong i still really enjoyed that movie and i'm looking forward to seeing where they go with captain marvel in the future i just when i was having to look at ones that maybe didn't hold up as well as the others that was one of them Uh, Same with my number four, which is Doctor Strange. I love that character. I've loved him, uh, and I've loved uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in (laughs) this role. It's just, as far as a standalone movie goes, it's just not as strong as some of the others. Sorry. I mean, again, cool moments, uh, lots of fun stuff to enjoy. Just uh, not not on par with some of the... uh, (laughs) Number three was The Incredible Hulk. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I again, I went and I didn't have a problem with the Incredible Hulk. 
I mean, I haven't enjoyed the villain. That was one of the things that I saw a lot of people complaining about. Like, oh, the villain sucks. Not really. I mean, he just kind of feels like he wandered in from a different movie. Uh, my number two was Age of Ultron. And the reason why that one is ranked so high, it's not because it's like worse than any of these. It was the one that I remember being a little bit let down. I mean, of course, it was bound to be a let down after, uh, you know, the Avengers and all the other ones. So there was all this hop walking into it, and then somehow it just didn't gel. And it still has some of, like, to me, some of the strongest individual scenes that we've seen. Like, at the beginning, whenever they're all, you know, working together. This is the only movie where they're actually all together and working as buddies. (laughs) And somehow it's still just as kind of a tad little bit of a mess. Um, And then we have the Mjolnir scene in that one that is so good. But... Yeah, the rest of the movie just kind of never quite gelled. Um, and my number one was Iron Man 2. That's uh, that's the only one that I remember walking out and being like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's partly because I loved Iron Man so much. And, you know, I was like, okay, the first movie was great. I can't wait to see what they do with the second one. And then... <sighs> <laughs> I remember in particular being disappointed in the way that Black Widow was portrayed in this one. Because she's just kind of like this vaguely villainous, overly sexy. Like, they're not, they didn't give us an indicator of how cool Natasha actually was. To me, she felt a little bit in this movie like set dressing, and that really irritated me. It's like, ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, and of course, we moved on from that one, and a lot of great stuff happened after. Iron Man 2, but that's one that, like, I don't go back and rewatch that one. I think I've maybe seen it twice. I saw it in the theater, and then once, whenever it came out on, like, DVD or something, I was like, okay, well, done with that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> to me, most disappointing MCU movie, Iron Man 2. <laughs> well, I, I do want to, yeah, I want to reiterate that these are <laughs> current MCU mainline MCU movies. Not We're not talking Fantastic Four. <laughs> We're not talking old Spider-Man. We're not talking the the worst Hulk movie ever made. <laughs> Just the yeah, main if movie. We, so. Yeah, if we included those, like Blade would probably be my number one. Oh my God, Blade's so good. It's so good. <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> All right, Luke, tear cool. them up. <laughs> Real quick before before I go into this, um, are y'all both on Letterbox? I don't know. No, you need to get on Letterbox because this okay. is a great plug for us uh, <laughs> that we can do. Uh, I was going to say, if anyone listening is curious, you can follow me on Letterbox and you can see my entire list in order. If you're curious, what where everything's ranked? Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Letterbox, it's basically a film where you can go like um, view all things movies. And you can create your own list, watch lists, um, and you you get a lot of film critics in here that are reviewing films as well. And so you can kind of give your feedback and thoughts and rankings and get all this info. Not a lot of TV shows, but they have added WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So those are both included in my list as well. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Um, so kind of starting at the top and working all the way down to the very bottom. Uh, so for me, it was Doctor Strange. Um, I really like Doctor Strange. I want to see more of Doctor Strange, but this one was just, uh, the villain wasn't super exciting. Didn't, didn't gel with that, but, um, yeah, that was like the main reason there. Next on my list is Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2. Something about this for me is just a little bit forgettable. It's a fun movie, but I don't know. It just, there's something about it. It just wasn't as special as the first film. And it's one that I just don't don't not eager to go back to versus some of these other films. And then after that is Captain Marvel. Very similar. Not super familiar with this character, um, but was excited to check out Brie Larson. But at the same time, it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fine film. It was cool seeing like set in the back because this is really kind of like before Captain America. But again, yeah, just not over hyped about it. And then the next one for me is actually Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 ended up being a major letdown for me because I really like Iron Man. I grew up watching the animated show for Iron Man, so there's a lot of elements of Iron Man I was really looking forward to seeing that we never really got to see. The main thing being at this point, so at this point, Iron Man 3, we've already seen him so much. Things I wanted 
were the multi suits. We get to see all these various suits, but we didn't actually get to see him utilize all of them. I thought it'd been, it would have been super cool if it was a villain strong enough to where we just see him changing out his suits over and over again to be able to fight. And also the villain was set up as something really, really cool. And it being a major letdown is just like this, you know, this, I don't even know what you'd say there. It's just like this phony. Yeah. And the bottom of the list is Thor, the dark world. Um, again, you know, I don't, it's it's just bottom. It's just it's just one. I know I'm not excited to jump back and see. If I were to watch this, it'd probably be to, to for the various scenes with Loki in it. I think those are probably the the funnest scenes of this film. But um, yeah, just just not not crazy about this one. So that's why it's the bottom of my list. Well, Elisa, based on some of your uh, <laughs> the faces you're making there, I feel like I'm going to disappoint you twice. <laughs> Uh, in my bottom, <laughs> bottom five, uh, but I'll do the same. I'll start five, go down to the worst. Um, so for me, I think Age of Ultron is probably my number five. Um, I disappointed. I I get that it's an important movie, but I just feel like some of the characters in it are weakened for this movie and it doesn't make sense and the whole time you're like how is the guy that's faster than bullets die to bullets i don't know i just feel like there's there's a lot in this movie that doesn't make sense and and it's kind of a running theme through my bottom movies where it's like you're you're taking this character that you've shown us is powerful and then you're making it seem like they're not as powerful as before so that they're losing. And it's like, but that doesn't, you, you've already shown us that they're more powerful than this. Why are you, why are they now not? I don't know. That's a big bother that I have <laughs> in, in these movies. And so I, I understand that that's like an important movie, but the last few times that I've watched through the Marvel movies, that one is the one that I, is one that I get to and I'm like, do I have to watch this or can I just go? I, just, I know what happens. They beat Ultron. All right, next movie. Um, that's why that's number five. Uh, I think number four for me uh, is going to be the first of the new Spider-Man movies. Um, I really enjoy Tom Holland. I think he's a wonderful Spider-Man and I think that he was great as Spider-Man in that movie, but I just felt like that movie didn't have a clear direction. It seems like the beginning of the movie, they really wanted that movie to lead somewhere like the Sinister Six. And then halfway through the movie, they were like, wait, hold on. This is the first Spider-Man movie. We can't, we can't let Spider-Man beat all these villains right now. So then they like dialed it back. And then it's like the movie ends and, here we are like supposed to feel bad for the bad guy. But also we're like, yay, Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like that movie didn't know what it wanted to be. And I get it, right? It was their their first chance to make a Spider-Man movie. They didn't want to mess it up, but it felt like they didn't want to mess it up. So they they dialed things back that they didn't need to dial back. And I don't know. Um. For me, my number three movie is going to be Thor. I like the Thor movies. I really do. But I just felt like he, he's not Thor. He's not Thor for 90% of the movie. <laughs> I, I go to a Thor movie, want to watch Thor swing a hammer around and shock things with lightning. And he does that at the very beginning and at the very end of that movie. And then nowhere in the middle. Um. And for almost a similar reason, um, Thor 2 is going to be my number two movie. Mostly because I did think about this a little bit, kind of like you said, Elisa, with your top five, which you, you kind of thought about, like, what was the feeling I had when I walked out of that movie? And Thor 2, even watching it recently, because we just talked about it a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, I understand the merit of this movie, but I just don't like it. I don't like 
I don't like the villains. I don't like that everything is so dark. I don't like it. I don't like Thor's hair. I know that was Matt. the most glorious hair was the dark world. <laughs> uh, and then I think for my number one least favorite Marvel movie, it would be Iron Man three. And <laughs> my reasoning is it's completely unnecessary. At least things that happen in Iron Man 2 come back later. In Iron Man 3, there's literally nothing that comes back other than the that kid <laughs> who shows up at his funeral, yeah. which like doesn't make sense because the kid's there without his parents. How did he know to show up? at this funeral yeah and pepper has a suit which like was teased you could say in iron man 3 when she wears the suit even though she has super melty powers which by the way never come back again so another they were dangerous another thing super that, melty powers <laughs> yeah it's like a <laughs> It's another thing that's like even the Marvel Cinematic Universe knew that movie didn't have a place in the lineup of movies. So they just were like, oh, yes, oh, we forgot that all that happened. Don't worry about it. And and like you said with the suits, I thought the suits were going to be great. I was like, oh, we're going to see all these suits. And instead, we saw like four fancy suits that did something different. And really, the things they did different was one of them could separate, which can't they all separate? That didn't make the why was that special? One of them was strong, which like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And he had like jackhammer fists. Cool. <laughs> I don't even know that I could tell you any of the other suits. Like, that was kind of it. But in you know, in the comics, he has all kinds of crazies. He's got a space suit, he's got an underwater suit, mm -hmm. he's got a exactly. jet suit. So yes, that's that's my least favorite. Only because I just feel like if I had never seen it, I wouldn't be missing it. So, so sorry to disappoint you, Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> Just in its defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas movie, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> the little kid in it is super cute. Uh, Tony having like PTSD after Avengers like, of course he would. Who wouldn't? I mean, he just found out aliens existed and he almost got killed. Uh, so I liked that arc for him. And again, I know I've mentioned this before, but Guy Pearce in an MCU movie, uh, just that was a gift. I'm so glad that we at least got one. Like, I'm going to be forever disappointed that David Tennant was in, uh, was in, uh, gosh, Jessica Jones, that was the name of it, instead of one of the main films, because I think he would have been fantastic in one of the movies. Hmm. And yet, that will never happen now. But we did get Guy Pierce. <laughs> well, I mean, it, technically, it could happen because they've... They're trying to pretend like they disowned. don't exist because they're dirty. Yeah, they've disowned them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the PTSD thing was interesting. Like, another, another big disappointment was, like, such a big arc of Tony's characters, his battle with, like, alcohol. And, you know, you see through these films, like, he drinks a lot. But I know, like, you got to look at the audience as well. That's a, such a tough subject. And it's like, I wanted to see them go into that arc and see him battle that internally um, through himself while having to fight someone else, which would have been really fascinating. But I kind of get, like, why they wouldn't do that. And but I almost feel like they, they wanted to do that. But then they were like, no, we have to have a more relatable villain. Yeah. So then they ruined the Mandarin. Exactly. By yeah. Him literally nothing. Yeah. And now they're having to retcon that too <laughs> by making by making a new Ten Rings movie about a, the real Mandarin. So it's like everything that the Marvel Universe is doing is like, sorry, we made Iron Man three. <laughs> We're fixing so we get getting things right. Yeah. Hope you liked your Christmas movie, Elisa. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> So, so uh, one request, one episode I would love to, to do at some later point is um, circling back to the first Iron Man, which seems like we all really enjoyed, but doing an episode based around uh, John Favreau as, because he directed that plus many others. So he really had a hand in like pushing this forward and setting up this yeah. universe. So would, 
huge fan of him. He's like bucket list. Would love to meet him one day. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to do an episode talking just about him and his films and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Uh, we have what? We have one more week before Loki. Uh, week, it's a week from today, the seventh, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. Wait. It comes out next week. Yeah, the, next Wednesday. The seventh. Next oh, Wednesday. Geez, sorry. Yeah. Well, all right. Dang. I cannot. I cannot get this down. Yeah. I have it written down in like six different places, and I still can't remember. Um, all right. Well, so that'll be definitely what we talk about next week. Then is the the first episode of Loki. But yeah. uh, after the Loki series, I'm sure we'll get a tiny yeah. little break before Black Widow or whatever the next show is. Who knows? Uh, but then we'll definitely jump into a John Favreau episode because I agree. I think he's single-handedly saving a bunch of these <laughs> these dying properties oh yeah um well before we before we go there was an exciting show that got released on hulu last week i feel like <laughs> um that i don't know about you guys but i didn't even know that it was out until someone was like hey have you watched this yet and i was like i I didn't know it was out yet. It, it's kind of like they just released it and we're kind of like, wow, whatever. If people watch it, people watch it. Uh, but the Modoc show came out on Hulu and it was enjoyable. Uh, it wasn't a Disney plus Marvel series at all. Um, it didn't set up anything. It didn't have anything to do with anything. It was just Patton Oswalt, as Modoc, being Patton Oswald as Modoc, <laughs> living a semi-depressing life as a supervillain, and it was fun. That's all I can say. It was fun. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I watched. I did manage to get through all ten of the episodes before uh, before we recorded this episode, and I thought a lot of it was funny. And I loved all the Easter eggs and references that uh, had. All throughout it. I think it's set in a different universe than the MCU, which would explain it being on Hulu and also being really violent and sweary and inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but still, there was there was enough uh, commonality and, of course, references to things that are strictly in the comics and not in the movies that I felt like it was really, really solid and interesting. And, and I really like Patton Oswalt. <laughs> he was good in this. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think about uh, something I thought, oh, like, in particular, one of the jokes that I thought was funniest was there's an episode where he goes to Asgard, and uh, the first thing that we see is Balder, who is a character in the comics and in Norse mythology, but is not in any of the movies. Um, as far as I know, he's not in any of the TV shows either. Um, and he gets immediately killed off after making this great big speech. And I thought that it was such a funny, like, nod to the fact that they don't ever use Balder. <laughs> And anything, but I agree. It, it if being one that loves Easter eggs and like hidden things, this show is full of them. And like, very rarely is there something that's hidden. Like nine out of ten times, they're gonna they're gonna tell you what it is, or they're gonna show you. And that's even better because then I don't have to work for it. It's like, oh, here it is. Here's this funny reference, and it is like. But I'm bummed. Like, there's the reference. Like, it's a, it's the butt of a joke or the tagline of a joke is the reference. Like, uh, I think in the first two episodes, Fin Fang Foom shows up like three or four times as either like a transportation device for Modoc because he's like flying on his back. Or I think the first time we see him, he's literally like serving food at a food cart in like the villain's bar or something like that. So it's just funny. It's like, well, here's like, I mean, Fin Fang Foom is like one of the most powerful entities in the Marvel Universe. And here he is like serving drinks at a bar for a villain's only bar, which, oh my gosh, it's just, oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. It was just fun. It was goofy. Like I said, there's no real stakes. They're like 20 minute episodes. So it's not like you're dedicating an hour of your life to watching an episode. It's. It goes by quick, mm -hmm. but it's a fun story. It does take on a little bit of a darker tone in the last couple of episodes, but I thought that that was interesting. And I think they've already confirmed a season two. So it's setting up like it's really clearly setting up what's going to go down in future episodes. 
So I would be interested interested to see those. <laughs> these, it is very dark humor. Mm-hmm. Are these 30 minute episodes or hour long episodes? I think they're like 20, 25 minute mm-hmm. episodes. Okay, short things. Okay, they're, cool. Yeah, cool. they're like yeah. syndicated so, TV length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no input for me. I have not watched <laughs> this yet, but knowing that they're shorter episodes, yeah, I'll try to fit it in. And then like maybe the next episode at the very beginning, I'll just give my two cents. Yeah, yeah, because they, yeah, they're shorter. Nice. Uh, like we said, it is it is darker comedy, no, and it I'm, does. I'm fine <laughs> with that. It gets depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it gets it gets depressing, but in a funny way, gotcha. if that makes sense. Um, but yes, I would suggest anyone who hasn't seen it yet and has access to Hulu should check out Modoc. It's fun stuff. <laughs> well, next week it's finally here. It's finally time. <laughs> It's Loki. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I was going to try and um, get in contact with. Uh, now I'm, bl- I'm blanking on everyone's names. Every time I try to say anyone's names, I immediately blank on it. Loki is. Tom. I keep wanting to say Holland, but it's not. Hiddleston? Hiddleston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get in contact with his agent or try to find a way to get in contact with him to have him maybe come on and be like, ooh, Loki's changing the time of the release date for Agents of Mace. (laughs) Because I thought that that would be just a ridiculous way to spend a little bit of time. Um, (laughs) So we'll see. If that happens, it will be posted and everyone will know about it. And I will take this out of this episode. But if it doesn't happen, I'll leave this in and it probably won't happen. But yes, we're going to change the release date for Agents of Mace and we're going to move it up um, before we were releasing either at the end of the weekend or the beginning of the week. Now we're going to be releasing the episodes by the end of the week. Um, And then that way we can stay super current and super up to date with the new episodes as they come out. So join us next week when we dive into the first episode of Loki. Dramatic pause. You'd think there would be something extra in the title of the show, but no, it's just called Loki. That's true. (laughs) I feel like I'm always having to (laughs) differentiate between Loki the character and Loki the show, and it's just very difficult in some sentences. But yes, follow us on social. (laughs) Social, social. We're posting more. It's happening. I will post my unsolicited (laughs) list of top five non-MCU Tom Hiddleston movies. (laughs) Perfect. And then we're going to post our top five John Favreau movies. Ooh, good one. Yeah. I like that one. I like that. Topical. <laughs> See you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>